Logan. What? I saw you die. What? I saw you die. What? Just now? A while ago. It's not like I get a complete picture. More like looking through a keyhole. All I can see is one part of a person's life. Their death. And I saw yours. But what did you see? It's you on your back. There's blood everywhere. You're holding your own heart in your hand. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala, and we are here today to bring you a very sad episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever as we talk about maybe the most bummer movie we've ever talked about on this show. This is, I think, the most depressing movie we're ever going to talk about on the show. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> like, by a long shot. Infinity War is probably the next closest, because, you know, everybody died, but they, they figured that, that one out. Yeah, they figured that out, and that movie's still pretty goofy. I guess movie so. isn't isn't the most goofy movie in the world. No, this is not an extremely goofy movie. Exactly. If I could compare it to a Disney film, I would not compare it to that <laughs> one. I would probably compare it to Robin Hood 19, <laughs> whenever that came out. I don't even know. Well, Franny, this has been a little bit of an anticipated thing for you over the past couple years because I hung out with you the day after I saw Logan, or the mm -hmm. day I saw it. I saw it in the morning when it came out. And then we hung out during the day, and I told you all about it. And that was f over four years ago now. Yep, and I still haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, you hadn't seen it, but now you have, and it's one of those... It's Well, probably by now it's one of the only Marvel movies you hadn't seen, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, we're, we're getting pretty... I think almost everything after this I've seen. And we've also entered what I think, far and away, is the best year for superhero movies of all time, 2017. We have Logan, we have Guardians 2... We have Spider-Man Homecoming. We have Thor Ragnarok. Like It's just hit after hit after hit. In DC, you have Wonder Woman. You have the Lego Batman movie. You have Justice League. We talked enough about that last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> mentioned that one, but it's a big year. I'm really excited. This is the peak year, in my opinion. Franny, what did you think about Logan? That it was bad. What? No. Is that true? No, absolutely not. It is a very, very good movie. Not a movie to watch if you're already depressed. Uh-huh. Maybe stay away from this movie, but it is very, very good. Yes. How far would you go with that, Franny? How good is it compared to all the other great movies we've talked about? Because we've talked about some pretty great movies on this show. I would say of the X-Men movies, this is definitely one of my favorites. Whoa, that's a low ball from what I expected, but that's okay. There, there's MCU movies that I definitely like more than this. This is still a really good movie. I think this is probably the best movie <laughs> that we will talk about on this show. Save for maybe Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 and Logan are kind of neck and neck for me as like the best ones. You mean The Amazing Spider-Man 2? That's Yeah, Franny, you know what I mean. I meant <laughs> okay. Amazing Spider-Man 2 Just Far sure. From Home. Yeah, those two are my favorite Spider-Man movies. I don't know what you thought I meant. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go, Fran. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you didn't think it was boring. Because Does anybody think it's boring? I would hope not, but there are no lasers in it. Yeah. This might be the only movie that we ever talk about that doesn't have lasers in it, except for maybe the Punisher movies, I guess. Yeah, I feel like... Lasers. There is... This is a serious movie. It's like a basically a Western with Wolverine. 
But there is still some incredible action in this. Like, there is some disgusting stuff in here. The the movie definitely sets the tone in literally the very first scene. <laughs> yes, well, I had implied that, like, a week or two ago, because we've, as we've gotten closer, I've hinted more and more about this movie, because <laughs> I've been so excited to watch it again. It's It might be my favorite Marvel movie, but at the same time, it's not one I can watch very often, because, like you said... It's devastating. It's very sad. It's so sad. <laughs> so I can't watch it too frequently, but whenever I do, I'm just completely like just jaw on the floor the whole time because it is a masterfully done movie. From the opening scene, it's just brutal violence and the most realistic world depicted in any of these movies. It's probably the most violent one we've seen in a while. Yeah, it might be the most genuinely violent marvel movie i mean there's probably more like gore and deadpool movies or whatever that's kind of silly yeah this is the most like that's a horrible thing that people are doing to each other. yeah like people are doing oh my horrible god wolverine just fucking stabbed somebody in the head <laughs> yeah yes that's <laughs> one of the highlights i completely forgot that x24 decapitates that farmer guy yeah and i screamed that. <laughs> i did not remember that at all and we're peaking because of that i'm sorry everybody the audio is a little up and down today. That's okay. Yeah, That's all as right. usual. Yeah. Oh, I leveled the. I didn't level the Snyder Cut episode wrong, but I. It was left and right. Yep. Stereo. Some people complained about it. Some people said it was better. So I don't know <laughs> what to make of it. It will not happen again. But it was an interesting experiment for what was an experimental film. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to rush right into the action. I think first we need to talk about. This is a James Mangold movie. He also did The Wolverine, which I also think is one of the best X-Men movies. It's I can definitely really, tell. <laughs> it's really lucky that we got a terrible Wolverine movie and then two incredible Wolverine movies, I think, back to back. Balances out. Right. I mean, this is. I think this is much better than The Wolverine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're very different. Yeah. That one has a giant robot. This one does not. <laughs> this one's not a giant robot. It just has tears and blood. <laughs> so very separate from each other, but... You can tell that this is made by the guy who made that. Yeah. Mostly because that is a very violent movie, too. Like, that movie isn't R-rated, but it's still horrific and horrible <laughs> things happen. That movie starts with Logan getting melted down. All the skin melts down. Yeah. blast. <laughs> so that's pretty fucking horrific. I don't know where this takes place. I don't really care. But the only movie that has to have happened is the first X-Men movie because they talk about the Statue of Liberty, which is how that movie ends. Yeah. So I feel like this could take place in the universe of all the other ones as long as it's in the Days of Future Past, like, fixed timeline. So I guess this could just be after that. It's very vague about what actually happened before this movie, so it could kind of have happened at any point. Because right. they like they they bring up that all the X Men are like dead a few times, but they Professor never X killed them. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty devastating. <laughs> That's a pretty horrible thing, and he doesn't even know that until right before he dies. I mean, oh, full spoiler. Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, but this is a more spoilery one than than usual. I, I feel. Yeah, which version of the X Men dying do you think is worse, though? What do you mean, which version? The like, co like the old man Logan comic or oh, oh in where this. Mysterio makes him kill yeah everybody? where Mysterio just makes fucking Logan kill every single X Men I think I don't know I kind of think the movie one is more devastating because that sucks for Wolverine yeah when he becomes a pacifist but I think the fact that Charles Xavier was like the greatest mutant and he 
the only thing he ever wanted to do was protect these people who were yeah. like, feared by society and he killed all of literally them. obliterated every single one and everyone knows that but he doesn't know that i yeah. think that's more devastating because logan's always doing horrible things you usually not you know, a great dude <laughs> at a point it's not his fault most of the time like he didn't do that because he was an asshole he did that because he was tricked into doing it basically but Professor X wasn't tricked into doing it. He just went kind of crazy and did it. He has these terrible seizures that you see twice in the movie where they just devastate everyone around them. Those sequences are incredible, too, especially the second one, that casino. Like that is Yeah, I love that scene. Great stuff. Even though <laughs> it's like really confusing sometimes because mm-hmm. like everyone is frozen, but obviously Logan can still move around. But he starts like killing people and it's like... yeah. It almost looks like time is frozen, but he kills them and they're like aware of it. Like they can move their eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, because time isn't frozen, but everybody. Yeah, it's like just slowly. everyone else is frozen. Which is interesting because that's a thing you do see in some of the X Men movies. There's that moment when they're in the museum in X Men Two and he freezes everybody, and there's mm-hmm. also that moment in uh, the end of the Wolverine when they show up at the airport. That same thing happens, and this must take place in the Wolverine because you see one of the samurai swords like on the wall in his house yeah. once the start so maybe that's happened it would make sense if that happened especially because there is a thing that is said in the Wolverine that comes back into play at the very end of this movie which we'll we'll talk about but we can't blow that right yeah. at the start <laughs> that's a pretty big deal but that this is the thing about the X-Men movies for me is it's like I like most of them and the good ones are great <laughs> for the most part like there's some that are are just good or just okay but i feel like there is a big difference between the great ones and the bad ones <laughs> but i don't know like the ones that people think are bad i don't think are that bad like origins is a bad movie well, yeah origins is but it's rough. kind of fun and silly like it's so bad it's fun it's to make fun of right that that's a guilty pleasure style movie because it's just so wrong it's yeah. so bad that i enjoy it <laughs> The only one I think is bad and kind of boring is Dark Phoenix. But even that, I feel like, would be more interesting if I went back to it. Well, that that one does have eye lasers. So. That one has the eye laser and the spaceship. But yeah. that I kind of actually like. <laughs> like that's kind of actually like hilarious. There's no way they thought that was serious. It's I, I definitely hope not. It's like the campy <laughs> 90s X-Men at the start. So I enjoy, you know, I enjoy that part. <laughs> but that movie makes a lot of mistakes bad decisions Dread, dreadlocks man being <laughs> the main one for me the scene where magneto screams at a helicopter is also very embarrassing but, forcing a crippled man to walk yeah that's weird <laughs> other than that most of the x-men movies i think are kind of good like last stand has a lot of weird things but i enjoy watching it x2 i think is overrated but it's still like a pretty solid superhero movie I don't know. The X-Men movies get a bad rap. Yeah, other than the ones that are, like, very obviously bad, they're, like, okay. (laughs) We like Apocalypse. Yeah, they're not unwatchable. That's the tilting one, because most people are like, that one's fine. I like that one. Yeah, it it was good. Both did, but... No, nothing really comes close to this for me, except for Days of Future Fast. But that's a very different kind of good. You know, that's, like... That is lasers, and all the X Men are there, and time travel and yeah. stuff. This is just a man is broken, and he's Wolverine, and he has to do one last mission, basically. Yeah, like Days of Future Pass is almost more of like a fan service movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in there. It's like that's cool. Yeah. In this, 
this is a very serious like drama movie mm, yeah very very different <laughs> oh yeah no it feels like one of those westerns and my favorite thing about westerns where it's like good the bad the ugly whatever those movies the protagonist is never a good person he's just better than the people who are worse <laughs> which is like that's all it is and that's what this is wolverine is an asshole and he screams at his child constantly <laughs> and he's terrible to taliban even though he's like the only other taliban that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! I, I literally heard you say it and i just to, didn't stop to, you, like, why would you say the caliban there you go oh my god that's an unfortunate <laughs> name and he's in apocalypse for some reason yeah remember he's psylocke's friend or whatever. for like two minutes <laughs> two minutes that's just what a random x-men to pick for these yeah. movies i don't understand that he's used to much greater effect than this obviously uh played by Stephen Merchant, he's terrible to him. Like, the only people in his life he's, like, emotionally abusive to, he's abusing drugs and alcohol, and he's just so sad. And, and he's, he's like, yep, I'm dying. And he's oh, dying. well. <laughs> he has poison in his body. Adamantium has gotten to the point where it's poisoning him. The reason he hasn't died for, the, like, hundreds of years is because he didn't have the adamantium skeleton. Now that you have a metal skeleton <laughs> for 50 years, that's going to fucking wear on you. Yeah. I, like, I, I was, like, Googling stuff because apparently everyone is very confused as to why it's poisoning him. Yeah. But why would it not poison him? <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, you know, people get poisoned by, like, lead or whatever. Yeah, it's... people are like, well, adamantium doesn't break down in his body. That doesn't matter. <laughs> or, I mean... Maybe it does. Why wouldn't it? Because supposedly it's like the strongest, the strongest metal in the world, or whatever. I don't think that like matters. I'm not a man of the science, but that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Even if it doesn't, his body can still be trying to reject an entire metal skeleton. Yeah, right. <laughs> his body can only fight that off for so long. It makes total sense that that would slow down his mutation, especially in this world. Where there are no more mutations, really. The only ones that exist are, like, genetically put into you from blood samples from people who... And, like I said, I thought I would forget it, but that end credit scene, X-Men Apocalypse, that's, like, the only way it ties in. You see, like, his blood samples being taken from Weapon X, and then in the phone video, that's what that is. Yeah. So that's, like, the... That's what that scene is, basically. I guess. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. There are no more mutations. There's, like, that... And this is like super implied, but there's that corn, the genetically modified corn that's like made by the evil company. And that's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, cereal in the 50s that would like stop kids from masturbating. Yeah. It's like that. That's yeah, like how cornflakes were made or whatever. Yeah, that's the implication. It's, it's like Kellogg's, but for mutants. Because yeah. there's that part at the end when X23 is like sneaking around, she's going to take those that guy on the car out or whatever. And the bad guy, Xander Rice or whatever the fuck, he's talking to Logan about cereal for like a second right he's like this is all the way to slow it down or some weird villain spiel that would be really bad if it was the focus of the scene but it's like in the background it doesn't matter but so there's all these things are slowing down mutations anyway it makes sense that he'd be fucking poisoned by his inhuman in mutant skeleton it's horrible it's a horrible thing that's happened to him so makes total sense that his healing factor be slowed down and there's that great moment when he's talking with caliban at the start and he's like yeah your claws aren't coming out properly you're fucking pulling bullets out of yourself and you're not healing like he knows he's breaking he's broken and i like that because 
even in that opening action sequence where he's beating up those guys who are stealing his car. Also, he's just a sad limo driver. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> like, that is... It's just, he has the worst life that he could possibly end up with. Yeah, he has, like, nothing good in his life at all. <laughs> he's hiding from the government, and, he, and you know, he's hiding Professor X, because Professor X, is, his brain is a weapon of mass destruction and now. people are looking for him. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> has, he has to spend to... all of his money getting medicine for him so he doesn't destroy the planet. <laughs> right, all he wants to do is buy a boat so he can blow his brains out on it. That's all he wants <laughs> yeah, is to kill it. himself. But he can't kill himself until he's somewhere where Professor X can't affect anybody in the middle of the fucking ocean. Like, that is the driving force behind him in the movie. Even the whole movie. Like, even as, you know, things pick up with him and X-23 and he starts to accept Remorse's daughter. It's still his motivation. <laughs> he still tells her, oh yeah, I was thinking about killing myself. Like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> his mind doesn't change just because he has something good in his life again. It's, like, like, it's nope, still bad. I still want to die. This is good, but... <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe at the very end that changes a little bit, but he still gets to, you know, die. Yeah, but we'll, he still gets what he wants. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. And yeah, X-23 is a big part of this, Daphne Keene, and I think she's incredible in that because she's like 10, and she is fucking feral. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's very impressive that, one, she kind of did all of the stunts herself, mm-hmm. and also... The majority of the movie, she does not speak whatsoever. <laughs> right, but you get all that emotion from her face. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. When it comes to this movie in exposition, there is like one scene and everything else is visual, basically. I feel like other than the scene where he watches the footage on the phone, which just explains like her and his relation to her, other than that, you could watch this movie with the sound off and understand it. I think yeah like it is all visual there is dialogue and there is important you know speeches and moments but you can totally get all of it just from looking at it which is great because that's kind of how comic books are yeah so you can get the context from the dialogue but you can just look at it and understand what's going on because of the language like visually I think that's just incredible about this and I I I love that about it, too. That's another thing. Westerns, the same. They watch Shane a couple times in the movie. It's like this famous Western from the 50s. And then she recites that speech at his funeral at the end. And that's beautiful. But that movie, again, has a lot of, like, iconic shots where it's just, I understand completely what's going on. No one has spoken once. It's incredible stuff. I love that. Speaking of comics, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, There's the plot point about the comic book. Right. I actually think it works really well, and it very easily could have not. <laughs> yeah. That is an insane decision to make. There yeah. are X-Men comics that are just X-Men comics yeah. in our universe. In in the universe, like, Logan fully states, like, yeah, this stuff technically happened, oh, but yeah. not this way. A quarter of it maybe happened, yeah. but not like this, exactly. And that's how you work the yellow suit into this like everybody was like is he gonna put on the i remember when this movie was coming out everybody was like is he gonna put on the yellow suit at the end it's like no (laughs) that would be goofy sad (laughs) if he was gonna put that on it would have been in probably the wolverine yeah which would have that would have fit a little bit better i think but i'm so glad he didn't and you can still work it in yeah because if these movies just went on they never mentioned it it would be a little disappointing but you see it in the comic books and that kid has an action figure of that later at the end so you work in the suit without having him wear it. 
and it makes total sense that's just oh this is like a goofier version of what we would wear we'd wear leather jumpsuits nobody wants to see that in a fucking comic book make it ridiculous yeah no one wants us to wear all black <laughs> yeah exactly so well i mean other than every director who's ever made yeah. X-Men. <laughs> oh it just brain singer i guess uh, anyway that's yeah, a bad hat harry yeah it's, <laughs> it's really embarrassing anyway let's not Let's not dwell on that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dwell on a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm glad you brought up the comic book thing. It's great that the key motivator behind X-23's story is these coordinates from a comic book, which is just, oh, I think that this is a place. I have hope it's a place because I read it in a story about you that was just written. Yeah. No idea if it's actually real, but I hope so. <laughs> it's pure hope, which yeah. is kind of great because... You know, her and her mom, who doesn't make it through much of the movie, and then there's essentially no female characters in the entire <laughs> film, but that's okay. Bechdel te- test failed, I guess, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, yeah, other than, than that, it's like both of them were just in this horrible situation, and they escaped, and they think that this one guy can save them. They find him at a fucking funeral, <laughs> like just somebody's funeral. Something I think is interesting about this, and I remember noticing this in the theater, this is similar to the Ben Parker thing in the Snyder Cut, where you see that on a grave. There is a big grave in this movie that says Rogers on it. I'm not kidding. I've noticed it every single time. It's a little out of focus, but it clearly just says Rogers. Nothing under it, nothing over it. I promise that's a thing. And I've okay. never heard anyone bring it up. I will find this for you. <laughs> I'll find it because I don't like your snide little <laughs> look you're giving me. I swear it's true. Gotcha. Gotcha, Franny. Franny had to say that I was right on this podcast because I'm going to cut all of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Franny's, Gabe was right. Yeah, I saw it. Anyway, point is Captain America's dead in this universe. Hooray. Would, would you have preferred this movie? Or a more clear-cut adaptation of the Old Man Logan comic that has everybody else in it? I, I definitely prefer this. Me too. The The Old Man Logan comic is very interesting and very cool, but I think that it's not really fit to be a movie. No, I like it as a story, but I much prefer the film, I think. It's yeah. just much more personal. I think seeing Logan get eaten by a massive Incredible Hulk is something that can only happen in the comics. That's a good moment. <laughs> That's a good moment, and I like uh, Blind Clint Barton a lot. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that they couldn't put in a movie. Like the weird incest Hulk family probably yeah, wouldn't be in the movie. That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a Mark Millar comic, and you know he's done like Kickass and stuff, so he's like edge edgy yeah. comic guy. But <laughs> he's got some banger stories. He did Civil War also. Yeah. So he's written some some pretty. He's great done good Marvel stuff. Stories. Yeah. But even though I think on our Civil War episode I turned on that comic a little bit. It's still good. I still think it's, like, revolutionary. Yeah, there's there, there's some stuff in it that's... Nah. Yeah, but, yeah, whatever. What do I know? I don't know anything. <laughs> I only read comics all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Franny. I wanted to... We are in the era, and we've already been in it, but we're in the era of what I call the sad dad Marvel cinematic universe, <laughs> which is not... It's not just the cinematic universe, but this is... It starts with Captain America Civil War, and there's a couple of omissions, but this goes from about Civil War to Deadpool 2. These are what I call the sad dad Marvel movies. <laughs> there were ones before, and there's ones after, but these are the main ones, okay? Mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War has all the Howard Stark stuff. Mm-hmm. Logan. Logan is a sad dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has Ego as a sad dad. Mm-hmm. 
Spider-Man has Vulture as a sad dad. Ragnarok has the death of Odin, sad dad. <laughs> Black Panther has him talking to his dad in the spirit realm, sad dad. Sad dad dad. <laughs> sad dad dad. Infinity War has Thanos, maybe the saddest dad of them all. Other than yeah. maybe Logan, I guess. He's pretty sad dad. Uh, and Deadpool 2 has Wade Wilson constantly being like, oh, I want to be a dad. And then he has that kid that he hangs out with, and he's also a sad dad at the end. So I don't know why, but all of these movies now are about sad dads. This also applies to Ant-Man, because he's a sad dad. He can't see his kid. This applies to all of the Thor movies, actually. <laughs> it applies to Iron Man 2, sad dad. It applies to Spider-Verse, sad dad. They have that conversation through the wall where he's a sad dad. <laughs> all of the movies <laughs> involving Tony Stark and Spider-Man, exactly. sad dad. Sad dad, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Far From Home is a sad dad movie in a lot of ways, but... So that's what's going on. Vision, he's a sad dad. They had yeah, to say goodbye to the kids. Yeah, so all these sad dads, Franny. There's yeah. just so many of them. No happy dads. No happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there might not be a single happy dad in these movies. Maybe Ant Man in Ant Man and the Wasp is yeah. a happy dad. That is the only exception I can think of right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, I just thought I would put that yeah. out there. I just lots I, of realized Sad that yesterday <laughs> I, yeah yesterday i was walking around thinking about this movie and i was like oh, there's a lot of fucking sad dads <laughs> right now around this era which is okay i like i love my dad i love a sad dad story to <laughs> get me but i think it's interesting it's like how disney movies everyone's an orphan all the time mm-hmm. i guess everyone has a sad yeah. dad dead moms and sad dads <laughs> yeah i don't even want to go through the dead mom count because i think oh, every God. single one of the avengers has dead mom probably I guess we don't know where Hulk's mom is. <laughs> we never will. We know where she is in Ang Lee's Hulk. She got like beaten up or something. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she's probably dead. Anyway, moms aside, Franny, I don't know why you keep banging on about these moms. We need to talk about Hugh Jackman is obviously mind blowing in this movie. He's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. And he's been incredible as Wolverine for 17 years that he did it. Definitely been the highlight of most of the X-Men movies. Yes. And what an incredible finale for this character. Like, he got the perfect end to his story. But I think the performance that should have won an Oscar is Sir Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. He was absolutely incredible the entire movie. He steals it for me. Like, as great as everyone and everything about this is, he just plays it perfectly, and he's funny also. Like, yeah. he this is a devastatingly sad movie, but there is a lot of good humor in it I think, sprinkled throughout. I think Charles is probably the saddest part of this entire movie. I agree. His entire character. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> because you first see him, and he's... I told you, Fran, he's yelling about the chalupa yeah, or whatever. The, he's ranting about the quesalupa with yeah. the, the cheese inside the shell. Yeah, and he's... <laughs> I always interpreted that as he must be like reading radio waves or so- or something because it sounds like he's reciting like radio commercials yeah. or whatever. So there's that. But then that's immediately followed by his scene with Logan where he's like, oh, you're such a disappointment. And he gives him the pills, which is a thing throughout the movie where he's mm-hmm. making him take these pills so he doesn't have the seizures. And at a point he starts not taking them and hiding them and whatever. And that's why those things happen where he just devastates everyone around him. Oh, that's great. And it's great to see such a like a character that we've seen tons of times and we've seen him just be this completely like stoic figure of good and he's constantly talking to his students and giving life lessons and he is just a broken person yeah he is like just he's essentially just given up he's basically like a dementia patient or something like he just doesn't have it anymore 
and he used to. And if this was just somebody playing Professor X, it wouldn't be nearly as good. But no. we've seen him for 17 years at this point. We've we've been through a lot with Patrick Stewart's um, Charles Xavier. So it's exactly. very sad to see where he ends up. <laughs> right. The fact that this movie, the only X-Men in this movie are Logan and Professor X, and they're like the pillars of the first X-Men movie. Like, we have been with them and watched that relationship this whole time. The fact that they both end up in such dark places in this, and they both die. Like, there is a shot early on where it's Caliban, Logan, and Professor X, and I was just like, oh, no, this isn't going to go well for any of you (laughs) guys. (laughs) Everybody in this shot is going to die (laughs) horribly. Like Literally only one of the... I guess four main characters lives. <laughs> yeah, and she, yeah, she lives, but she has lost her dad. Like yeah. no one is having a good time at any point in this movie. Not really, except for one incredible dinner scene. But mm-hmm. anyway, as soon as the road trip starts, because this is a road trip movie for at least like a, a big section of it, I think most of the middle of the movie is like a road trip, right? Which like is, the entire second act, pretty much. That's an interesting place to take a superhero movie like that's not a commonly seen thing and i think that that's something this movie does well it's not just oh this is a western with a superhero in it it's we take traditional superhero things and you change those too like and we'll talk way more about this later but a lot of the time we'll complain about a movie where a superhero basically fights a different colored version of themselves. So what do you do in this? You make him fight a clone of his younger, yeah, a, a younger self, version of himself, <laughs> which is much more interesting than just another's like enhanced weapon X guy. Yeah. It's not a uh, weapon 11. It's not Deadpool. <laughs> it could be, it could be cause it has been, but it's not, it's just, it's you back when you had it and you were fucking vicious yeah it's it's you when you were when your all of your powers were still functional (laughs) yeah the way we're familiar with him yeah he is used to his full evil potential which was why he was invented and that's a struggle he's had since the first x-men where professor x is helping him remember his past you see that a lot more in x2 i think where they go to weapon x and he's just having all these vicious flashbacks to like these people and they did horrible things to him and you see that in X-Men Origins, which is, that's a silly version of it. But even that portion of that movie is probably the best portion of that movie. Like, yeah. that's probably the scene that needed to be good. And I think it's a fine scene. He's running around Weapon X, chopping people up. And then that's done even better in Apocalypse, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's, like, one of the standout moments in that. So it's just wonderful that we get to see that. And those two on a road trip together with X-23 also. What a fucking great idea. Like, what a great dynamic they have. Yeah. And then being able to pass off is just like, yep, it's just my daughter and my dad going on a road trip. Right, <laughs> yeah. And it basically is. Yeah, Master pretty X much. Basically his dad. I mean, and he is actually her dad. So it's that scene where they they meet that family on the road because those like robot-controlled cars go crazy and all the horses are running away and they have to wrangle them up. Incredible. Like, great because from that it's just this kind midwestern family and they're like hey do you guys want to come eat dinner with us and logan's like no we have a lot of important shit to do i want to get this over with as soon as possible and professor x is like no we can we can take a break for the first time we can spend a day maybe 20 years yeah (laughs) this is the first time because they were just on this they're on the texas border and they need to get to the canadian border but they're just living in the most ramshackle like 
he's stuck in a water tower and you get that incredible action scene. yeah they're in some like steel factory or something yeah well it's said that it's owned by uh by like gangsters or whatever yeah. some some i don't remember where it's like north korean <laughs> whatever yeah it's something like random yeah and i assume that professor x probably makes it he does that x-men first class thing where he just makes it look like they're not there mm-hmm. you know like i i think it's probably something like that so they're hiding out because they have to but then they're compromised as soon as the villain shows up with his robot hand <laughs> I, you know he's fine he's whatever he's, he's not the strongest villain. the villains don't matter yeah though. they're the they're thing. definitely like the weakest part of the movie but they're also not really the focus so and i'm still satisfied when that guy gets beat up because he sucks oh yeah <laughs> he's an asshole he gets brutally killed that is ridiculous. by like a group of like, kids that's insane <laughs> like they just yeah tangled in vines and electrocute i love that they're still electrocuting him the whole time like what a horrible yeah. horrible way to die <laughs> but fuck that guy that's cool uh and those guys show up and we get this huge action set piece where it turns it starts as just a fight with lots of claws just everywhere just cutting people in half in the grossest ways and then it turns into a car chase and then they have to go like that's all that stuff is great that is a great yeah. sequence it's a very long sequence too yeah it's it like is. At, probably like at least 10 minutes yeah probably and i think that's also great because it's a completely story driven they show up so they have to leave they weren't going to leave until that point but i like how professor x talks to laura through you know tele- telepathy and mm-hmm. it's just it's what a wonderful thing that <laughs> we have this movie and it's this understated but also has incredible action set pieces yeah it's wonderful and i love her when she's throwing down with people and she walks out with that guy's head and just throws it yeah. up and that's so great they fucking fucking foot claw (laughs) yeah exactly she has six claws and (laughs) logan has six claws but she has them top and bottom (laughs) so that's also crazy it's like that's different yeah i know that she can heal but this movie has a shot of like a 10 year old girl getting skewered through the chest oh yeah she gets a harpoon through the chest this movie that's brutal (laughs) this does not care about violence towards children at all either like that kid commit suicide in that video yeah you don't see the body land but you see him jump off a building yeah. and that cuts you see all the kids getting like put down and experimented on like it is horrific it's not just bloody and fester x oh fuck you logan like it's <laughs> a lot more than that yeah this movie does not hold back in any sense whatsoever <laughs> no and thank god thank yeah. god it doesn't because this isn't a, oh, isn't it great how violent it is? The violence is, is cool a lot of the time, yeah, but it's it, also Yeah, it is not glorified in any way. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, re- this is a horrible. It's realistic. It's It really is. Because you watch The Wolverine, that's a violent movie, but it's kind of, like, fun. You know? Like, that's fun Wolverine violence. Hey, look at the ninjas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at the ninjas. But, you know, Wolverine versus ninjas, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. But sad wolverine just being devastated i'll take that maybe once every year because it (laughs) makes me want to die but i love it so much and it's better and i'm just i'm so happy that we have this and it's so violent but it's also so sweet and great and it understands these characters and the dinner scene where they sit down with that family and act like normal people is incredible 
and they're all talking and that kid is like oh i could drop out of school and we could go on vacation and logan's like oh he used to run a school be careful who you're talking to it was a special needs school he was a student he's always getting kicked out or whatever yeah. like, all of that is great because we know the context but it also works as like just a funny story yeah. for this family it's it's perfect and it is like the one moment of bliss in the entire film <laughs> one moment where people aren't crying or fighting for their lives and it's it's great because you need that it gets there but it get, oh it gets there and it gets worse <laughs> like it just things just get yeah. worse they start at the worst place and they just go down yeah but that is the it one, never gets better it's the one breather moment in the whole film and you need that you really mm-hmm. do it's Leon Han getting to Cloud City, where everything's cool for like three minutes. And then Lando's like, oh, <laughs> don't go in that room. Oh, Darth Vader's here. I sold you guys out. It's that thing, where everything's fine, and then the safest space is now the worst place you could possibly be. There was a very weird deleted scene involving Sa- that scene. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the saber tooth. Well, yeah, that that's weird, too. That's weird. But <laughs> I'm glad that's not in the movie. Yeah, I don't know why there would be action figures of villains in that universe, but... Yeah. Okay. In that dinner scene, there was a scene where Charles brings up Jean Grey. <laughs> Oh really? I don't think I've even seen. Yeah. That. Oh wow. Okay. Well, but I'll play he a clip blames that. Logan for it. Like they're they're talking to that family, and it's just like, yeah, he used to have a wife. Her name was Jean Grey. He killed her. She says Jean Grey. Yeah. Weird. Okay. I don't like that. I like that they never say the names of anybody. Yeah. Like you see Cyclops in a comic or whatever, but they don't say it. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to find it. But it was it just felt really like weird and wrong, and I'm glad they took it out. Yeah, that's too far. Thank you. Now, what about you, James? Hmm? You married? Oh, well, <laughs> I, uh, he was, she passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. She was a pupil at my school. I knew her for many, many years. She was so lovely. Uh, her name was Jean Grey. He killed her. <laughs> okay, so we watched the Jean Grey scene. That's bad. Because Very bad scene for many reasons. They can't be. Le- they shouldn't be led on that something's wrong about them. Yeah. The whole point is that they just seem like a normal family. And then when those racists show up, those rednecks to like they're shut down the water and whatever. And Logan goes with the father so they can sort it out, and he scares those guys off and breaks the guy's nose. Snaps a shotgun in Snaps half. A shotgun. <laughs> half. That's like the one kind of implication to them that oh this is a little weird but yeah <laughs> it's not enough for them to be like get the fuck out of here you're a freak you know they seem like accepting people so i don't like that that there'd be any implication of oh yeah he killed his wife because that's yeah. weird don't say that also why would you say that to logan that's horrible yeah also why would you just name drop a character when they don't that name doesn't mean anything to them. Why would you need to say her name? <laughs> yeah, what a weird fucking thing yeah. to say, too. And Absolutely. if that was in the movie, being the one name drop of somebody that isn't in the movie, like that's just weird. That's absolutely pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate that. That's yeah. really bad. Uh, but Sabretooth was also going to be in this movie at a point. I think Like, was, actually in the movie? Yeah, like, actually in the movie. And, you know, you don't need that. Yeah. Like, he's fine, but I don't want that. Yeah, I don't know where that would have been fit in at all i think it was they were going to oklahoma or something i think it's in that sequence a little bit like 
maybe after that happens, mm. like after they have to get out of there, they go see Sabretooth or something. I don't know. Wait. wouldn't make any sense. Well, but yeah, that's why they didn't film it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they were also going to film Professor X killing the X-Men, which I kind of do want to see. But uh, I I'm very been... curious, but I think it's for the best that it's not in the movie. It would have been probably, like, even if it was devastating, it would have been too laser. That would be lasery. <laughs> Scott would shoot his lasers everywhere. I don't want that in this. No, thank you. God, the MCU is going to be really excited when they get their hands on a guy who just shoots lasers out of his eyes. That's exactly <laughs> what they need. Is that as many lasers as possible. God, I hope when they bring in the X-Men, they don't try to get Hugh Jackman back. No, I think he said the only way he would ever come back was for a Deadpool thing. But he also said that when this came out. Like, yeah. I don't think he would do that now. Enough time has passed that you don't need that. Yeah. Like, I love him, but he doesn't need to yeah. do that. Pass it on to somebody else. He's been... He's been known as Wolverine for like 20 years. You can pass it on to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, and he had, exactly, perfect ending. I don't want to see him again. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, Deadpool 2 aside, which is, you know, I, I really like that movie, but this could have been the final X-Men movie, and it would have been perfect, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that they didn't let this just be the last one. <laughs> no, they didn't. It had to end. Do you, can you tell me how Dark Phoenix ended for me? Do you remember? Uh, lots of fire? Yeah, lots of fire. And then they were talking about Jean Grey, and they looked up in the sky, and the phoenix flew by. You remember that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. And we laughed. Really? <laughs> that's not what should happen. Yeah, that that's movie. that movie's a joke. Bad. <laughs> that's so bad, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that until right now, but that makes me angry. This wasn't it. Also, I just want to mention, yes, before the movie, the Deadpool 2 teaser thing played, and it was very funny. I still love that. <laughs> I completely did not expect it. I thought the movie was starting because it looks it's shot like Logan. like It looks very serious, how you would imagine it. But then it's, the camera spins around, and it's fucking Wade Wilson. And I thought that was hilarious at the time. Yeah. I, haven't, I didn't rewatch that bit, but... Um, I remember it being good. very good. I remember it being funny. Yeah. They play the Superman theme. Don't know how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I guess they Lots did. of money. Lots of money, I guess. Or it's, yeah, it's parody. I guess it's fun. Whatever. This brings us to the point where we get Charles Xavier's final scene and maybe his best scene in any of these movies where he talks about how this is the best day he's had in like years. 30 years. Yeah. He de- but he doesn't deserve it because of what he did, and he remembers what he did, and he's glad he's here with Logan, but he doesn't deserve it. And then it looks like, from our perspective, that Logan kills him, and everybody is like, I remember in the theater, you see, because you don't, you see like one shot of Hugh Jackman, the young Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. but then it just cuts to him getting stabbed in the heart. And everyone in the theater didn't know what was going on because that character wasn't introduced. So that was shocking because it looked like Logan killed him. And literally in the in the scene before, second. wasn't Logan talking about how much he loves Charles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... But that's why it was so surprising. Yeah, it was like what has happened. Yeah, like, like what the fuck? <laughs> you're doing like mental gymnastics. Like, oh my god, did he realize that he was too powerful to be kept alive or whatever? He needed to be killed. And then it becomes very apparent that in a fucking a huge twist in this movie. There is a young, de-aged Hugh Jackman running around who looks like, basically, I mean, he has a shaved head, so he looks a little different, but he basically looks like Wolverine from X-Men 1. Yeah. And that is terrifying because <laughs> I did not expect that at all. And he kills the entire family. 
Oh, yeah. Like, he wipes them out. The bad guys know where they are. So that's fucking bad. Like, every time they think that they're safe, they're not. Because something clues the bad guys in on where they are. And they have a Wolverine clone, and it's an incredible fight. A Wolverine versus Wolverine fight. You get that great shot where all of the claws are, like, on top of each other. Yeah. And he's trying to stab them in the head. And it's just so violent. It's so violent, Franny. It's maybe the most violent part yeah. of the movie. I mean, Logan gets a full hand of claws straight through the chest and then thrown. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, that kind of happens again later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, more fatal effect, but I just... I mean, that, that fight does literally end with uh, the evil Logan, I guess. X-24. Yeah, X-24 getting rammed with a car into yeah. a tree and impaled in, like, six different places. It's it's so violent. It's and so also violent. shotgun blasted in the face, like, three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that. And there's also that nice scene... Uh, between Laura and the kid from the family where they like share music or whatever because she's never really heard music properly because yeah. she's you know raised in a lab so you get that like they make you care so much about this family it's kind of a parallel to that scene in X-Men Origins where that old couple takes him in and then like two minutes later they yeah, get a machine <laughs> gun and you're supposed to care it's like I don't care yeah <laughs> this is the inverse of that, where you care so much, and then they're just they they out. dedicate a lot of time to like developing the whole family, and then they all die horribly. <laughs> right, exactly, and it's like just more loss, and it happens right after Charles Xavier gets stabbed through the heart. But I I do love that before he like dies, dies. Logan's able to tell him like, oh, that wasn't me. Like I'm glad he didn't die thinking Logan killed him. Yeah, that was a big concern of mine when I first saw that. It's like, oh, he wouldn't know. Like, his last thought would be Wolverine killed him. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> but luckily he had, like, a second to explain that before he died. And that whole, like, the whole farm sequence might be my favorite sequence in the movie. Because it's masterful. Yeah. It's, it is it's pretty much perfect. And that setup of the, you know, the, like, racists coming in uh, to shut off the water and their conflict. And then they come back and just get massacred. Yeah. <laughs> Very satisfying for me. I like seeing that a lot. And uh, I just, I love that. I love all of that. It's, it's incredible. You get the burial of Professor X, which is a very intense scene. And it brings Laura and Logan closer together. And it's just, it's wonderful. Probably the most upset we have ever seen Logan. Probably, like on yeah. the verge of crying <laughs> and yeah. then just kind of has a anger fit like usual <laughs> exactly because we see him scream in like every x-men movie ever like, yeah that's a thing he that's the name of this podcast every x-men movie ever he's constantly just screaming at stuff and he screams in this but it's not sometimes it's crazy. Like once you notice how much wolverine screams in movies it yeah. kind of makes it weird <laughs> when he just does it all the time um whenever anything bad he's gotta happens. power up but it's better in this because it's yeah that happens after a moment of real emotion from him. Basically, the rest of the movie is them hauling ass to get to North Dakota, which is where her friends are, where she thinks her friends are. And Logan's like, they're fucking not there. As in comic book, you're an idiot kid. And she punches him in the head. I love that scene where she just keeps punching him in the head. Like, yeah. it's so violent. It's so violent. It's something about kids who punch their parents. That's just yeah. terrifying. There's, there's something very scary about a mostly mute child 
just punching fucking Wolverine directly in the <laughs> face like three times. And then we get to, and then she does start talking. She screams at him in Spanish for a little bit, and then yeah. eventually she starts speaking English as the movie goes on. She speaks more and more, which I I like that too. I think that's great because previously she's just she'll scream like a feral dog but she won't talk you know she's not saying anything and then he doesn't even know that she can talk yeah she starts talking he's like why the fuck have you not been talking this whole time (laughs) exactly and that's a great moment oh i feel really no existo (laughs) i feel really bad yes i don't know is that okay i don't know but i feel really bad for uh that gas station attendant Oh yeah, he has a shitty day. Getting thrown around by X twenty. Yeah, he has he has like a shitty like two days. Killed by the Reavers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty terrible. Oh wow, we really are getting there. Eventually, yeah. they get. Does anything happen on the way? He goes to the doctor at a point, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, you're fucking dying. Let me care for you. Like, I'm not gonna rat you out or anything. He's just a very honest guy. He wants to help him out." Um, and Logan's like, "Fuck you. I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever." Also, X twenty three can drive apparently. Yeah, well, she she, she asked you because he keeps falling asleep at the wheel. There is, I will say, towards the last, like, actually through the whole movie, there is a lot of Logan falling asleep and waking up. Like, it's how it starts as he wakes up in the back yeah. of that car. It happens, like, four times at the end where he falls asleep on the wheel, he falls asleep, and they cut his beard into, the, like, the Wolverine And he beard. falls asleep for, like, days at a time. <laughs> yeah, he falls, yeah, for two days at a point, <laughs> Ricky tells him. But anyway, basically, next point big thing there's some father-daughter bonding but <laughs> as time goes doesn't on doesn't matter <laughs> yeah fuck that I mean, there's more <laughs> as it goes on um which is nice but we get to the camp where there's all these kids and a lot of them have similar powers to people that wolverine knew there's like an ice one and uh you know all these weird fuckers there's like a nightcrawler looking guy with sharp teeth <laughs> all these weirdos who are like they were probably made using the DNA of Wolverine's friends, which that can't be good for him. Uh, yeah, that's either. probably not great. That's, yeah, I don't think he likes that. It's, but they do cut his beard into traditional Wolverine, uh, like sideburn stuff. I think that's fun that they do that. I think that's they do the same thing in Mad Max 3. <laughs> so there you go. There's a reference. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the final action scene happens. It's this big block of just... Lots of killing. Yeah, big chase scene, and then a lot of people die. Incredible, like, one-shot take of him running through the forest, slitting all these stones. Mm-hmm. It's not really one shot. It's, like, four stitched together, but it looks incredible. Yeah, he uses steroids so that he can actually use his powers for, like, five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't last Doesn't last And then he long. just starts to shut down even more than usual because he used a little too much. <laughs> yeah, and, oh God, we actually, if we do want to make one parallel to the Snyder Cut, the ice kid freezes that guy's arm and shatters it. Yeah. Like he did to that axe in that movie. So great. Like great uses of everybody's powers. I like all of that. Cause they're all, they all do interesting stuff. The kid who like takes all the pine needles and throws them into that guy. Yeah. That's fucking visceral. There was another brutal one. They got cut out of the movie where a kid like started mind controlling one of them, gunned down two guys, and then shot himself. Oh my God, <laughs> I didn't watch the deleted scenes. As I'd only seen the saber. I yeah, I was curious. There's like seven minutes of deleted scenes. Oh, I gotta get on that then. Cause they yeah, I mean the Jean Grey one was bad. So, but yeah, most of them good. it it just seems like they cut them out because like they weren't necessary. They didn't need to add like minutes of stuff onto the movie because it was already long. Very tight movie though. Like it's yeah. long, but I wouldn't cut a second of it. Like, it's all great. Yeah. Because, like, the slow stuff, it's all character stuff and just atmosphere building. Because this is, like, the second future X-Men movie. We get the dark future and days of future past. And then you get this, which is, like, so much more realistic. 
it's like yeah that could happen where it's like everything is uh, just a little worse and there's these huge like corporate driven robot controlled machines and everyone's eating terrible genetically modified yeah. foods it's like yeah that could just happen like this looks like it's like children of men where it's like yeah this future could just happen like now it's yeah. totally believable which you know i like sentinels uh, <laughs> but this is moralistic for a moralistic movie and then we get to the end which is the fight with x24 and x23 and logan and it's brutal and they drop a fucking truck on him <laughs> and that's pretty horrific and that still doesn't kill him <laughs> it doesn't kill him he gets up and he s- picks up Logan, he beats the shit out of him, he picks him up, and he impales him on a fucking tree stump, <laughs> which is like, that's the worst thing that could happen. And then he stabs him with his claws a couple times again, and he that's that's it for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty dead. bad. And X-24, sure the adamantium bullet, another great setup. He was going to go blow his brains out with that, but X-24 gets shot in the head by x23 yeah his his head (laughs) his head is gone it looks like when batman shot that parademon like (laughs) a chunk is missing the majority of his head is gone (laughs) and i that's you know fitting end for that guy i also like that he doesn't have a healing factor but you can pump him full of drugs to heal him yeah like they have to physically heal him he's not perfect and i i like that element of that character too but yeah x 23 she cuts the uh tree stump so he can be on the ground and then it's the most emotional thing i don't even know how to talk about it watching this character that we've just all loved for so long even at his worst like this when he is broken he's still so much fun to watch and you care so much about him and he dies in front of his daughter like and by that point he does accept her as his daughter it's just it's beautiful and it's perfect and there is that line in the Wolverine when Yukio tells him, you die holding your heart in your hands. You die on your back covered in blood, holding your heart in your hands. And that's what happens. But it's not his physical heart. It's his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. That's so sad. Uh-oh. Gibbs going to start I'm crying on the cry. podcast. I did cry when it happened, obviously. It's <laughs> devastating. But... It's very sad. Yeah. So that is just perfect. Perfect. Again, I love... I love foreshadowing and payoff within a movie, but the thing I love even more is when you set He's something dead up. Dead character. No, that makes me cry. But when you set up something four years earlier, you put that in that movie because he directed that movie. Yeah. So clearly that's, you know, a thing that he remembered and put back in this in a perfect way. Yeah. So that death is just incredible and iconic. And I love that it's so, like, even that is raw. Like, he got impaled on a tree. Like, that's yeah. what happened to him. It wasn't some glamorous sacrifice. Like, he didn't even sacrifice himself to save the world. He fought and he lost. Yeah, he literally just got his ass kicked and then got impaled on a tree. Yeah. Like, he did not get even close to winning. No. I mean, at least he died in battle, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's horrific. Because, yeah, it's not... Even at the end, when our main character for 17 years dies, it's not this big heroic... Th- you know, he doesn't... Save, he doesn't snap and save the universe. Yeah, it's which, just, he's old. Yeah, like Tony <laughs> He can't heal himself anymore. Tony Stark's death works for that movie, Yeah, but this works so much better for this movie. Like, this is just fl- a flawless ending, and his final words to her is just incredible. Basically, all this stuff where it's like, I understand what it's like to be created as a weapon. Don't do that. Don't let them, you know. <laughs> don't, don't be me. Don't be what they made you. Exactly, it's perfect. And he dies, and she recites that Shane speech, and they bury him, and she walks away, 
And then... Like, this is like the cheesiest thing in the movie. You didn't like it? I think it earns it. I thought it was fine. I didn't I didn't hate it. I just thought that it was like, of course they're going to do that. I love it. <laughs> I thought it was so great. I was literally like, I, I saw it and I was just waiting for it to happen. Well, it does. She like, I, that, I knew it was going to happen. That cross into an X for X-Men. <laughs> You know, I think that's I think that's beautiful. Like I think that's actually because the movie isn't about the X Men, but there is that undercurrent of he existed, he was this great hero, and now he's not. So I think it's great that you know he did try to save not the world, but he tried to save something important to him again, and he kind of became an X Men again in his final moments. You see that with his physical transformation where they cut his beard, and then you see that at the very end, and they turn that cross into an X. And I think that. If this was a worse movie, that would be embarrassing. Yeah. But it it completely earns it, and it's so grounded that I think that's great. And she's a child who grew up, like, reading these stories about him. So yeah. the fact that she gets to bury him, it makes sense that she would do that. The only thing that she knew about him before the movie is just by reading X-Men comics. Exactly. <laughs> so it, I, I, it makes sense. I think it but... totally makes sense. And that... That's the, the last shot of the movie. That's the last shot of the movie. <laughs> and then, yeah, you get some Johnny Cash at the end, and it is... It, it's. I think it's a perfect movie. I don't have a single problem with this movie, yeah. quite frankly. I think it is a flawless It's a fantastic film. movie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad we got to talk about it. It's probably the best Marvel movie to me. I just think it's so mature, and not, again, not just in its violence and its content. I don't... Okay, the one moment I don't like, and I've complained about before, I don't like when she... That bridesmaid just, like, t- takes her boobs out for a second yeah just that was weird and like really out of place in it it's like i get it he has like all these like rowdy customers yeah but that, but felt, that didn't that wasn't needed it felt like it was for uh, and i don't have any problem with nudity in movies i'm just saying in it was that, very much an audience thing in that instance it was like okay yeah it was like cool, all right great, whatever that you, good job yeah, yeah i thought i think that's like the one and that doesn't matter i just when i every it's, time it's whatever I, I see that i'm like okay yeah it doesn't take away from the movie it's just like why was that needed? It's the only thing in the entire movie where I would even slightly complain. Yeah, about it, and I even then, that's a it's very crazy. heavy nitpick because it's like, it's like one second of the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listener stuff. There is so much I can't read it all because it is so much, and I'm gonna have to edit this. I have a flight and 125 homework questions <laughs> this week. So uh, you, you start looking through all of them. All of them are just ads for other podcasts, and there's like two that are like actual people. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, whatever. So Paul says, and Paul didn't rate it. And I actually asked Paul to tell me what he thought because I knew this was the one X Men movie that he liked. So, so uh, it was the only one that he didn't write about. Yeah. So Paul said. Logan is an absolute banger of a film. Definitely the best X-Men movie, which isn't hard since this is the only one that isn't mediocre. Proper 10 out of 10 this. All the characters are great. So is two Jackman Franny. That is a great pun. Calling X-24 two Jackman Franny. You don't think that's great? I think it's great. And X-23 is great too. Just an amazing film start to finish. Patrick Stewart breaks my heart in this. Completely agree. Uh, Phil Better says... This is the number one perfect superhero movie for me. Now people may see faults in this movie, and that's their choice and opinion. I choose to see this as both fan service by making it violent and R-rated, as they have wanted from the start with with Wolverine, but also because the movie industry made... Oh. For the movie industry, they made big movie massive profits, which is all they care about. It showed these big studio heads that giving directors, writers, and creatives license to be creative can and will be successful for you. 
which as a fan means I can finally see some badass fucking movies like Endgame and the MCU with the people who love the source material and have done it justice bring in my favorite characters. But for me, this movie is a masterpiece of a superhero movie about Wolverine. But for me, this movie is a masterpiece of a superhero movie about Wolverine should be. There's a lot of typos in this, but it's okay, <laughs> Phil. I know you tried your best. Allowing the character to be themselves, celebrating the achievements of Hugh Jackman as the first ever portrayal of Wolverine in real life. Which I understand, because it's the first one that isn't like a little cartoony. Yeah. Even the, like, the Wolverine is the most serious, but at the end, it goes so bonkers. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fighting a giant samurai mech is it's pretty people don't weird. like that i like it but it's definitely out of character not the most realistic thing in the world <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of dumb but i don't mind because i fine. i really like that movie a lot uh noah says it's really good very ballsy move for the x-men franchise and it makes rewatching the original films even more impactful as always nothing about this timeline remotely matches up in this movie but i don't care even because that's a fine sacrifice to make for an amazing story Noah always says stuff like that and i don't think i think it mostly makes sense I would love to hear what he has to say. Everyone in this cast is giving it a 100 out of 10 performance, and I honestly can't get enough of them. Also, I think some people hate the cross becomes next thing at the end, but I think it's awesome. Totally agree. Like You think it's okay. I think it's good. Like I think that's a good creative choice. Uh, Joel says, This movie is slow, introspective, and beautiful. Easily my favorite, but not super rewatchable necessarily. I definitely agree with that. Because uh, it's, it's sad. And- <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I think Patrick Stewart is especially good in this. I think what I love most is it's not just gritty because it's violent and people are sad. It's gritty because it's got the weight of real human drama. Definitely agree. Uh, how many more of these? <laughs> I feel like Chris Evans in this Raymond Homecoming and credits scene. How many more of these? No, I like that people write in. Yeah. Look, everybody says it's very good, which is true. Expected. <laughs> oh my god, and somebody says it's not good. Should That's we it? that one? Yeah. Go for it. Michael Tanner says, I think I've banged this drum enough on the group, but this movie is not good. When people talk about how good this movie is, I think they mean they like the first 40 minutes. Because after that, it's cliche, borderline boring in parts, and insulting. He literally fights himself. Subtext is text in this movie. What do you think, Brian? I don't think this is cliche at all because he fights himself. I think this is subversive because he literally fights himself this whole movie is about wolverine and his rage because he has to learn to become a hero again so by fighting a version of himself that is just filled with anger he's doing it and also in most superhero movies it's they fight a similar right it's like a a a color swapped version of themselves this is literally just himself when he was better (laughs) the only similar one is in endgame when captain america fights himself but that's comedy moment that's yeah. not a you know that's oh look how far this character has come not look how far this character has fallen <laughs> yeah which is what this is uh and then people are arguing with him in there <laughs> all, all over the people place. are in are entitled to their own opinions you cannot you... like this movie i just think you're stupid <laughs> that's not true that's not true um he's written in before and had lots of good opinions so it's fine <laughs> Uh, Joe Wood says fucking incredible just watched it for the first time after marathoning all the X-Men movies and man is a powerful conclusion if only it was the conclusion Franny uh, everything in this movie worked for me straight 10 out of 10 absolutely agree and the la- oh okay I'll read two more because <laughs> uh, this one's good Andrew Dunn says I just remember hearing about the correlation between the ending of Logan and Yukio's premonition of Logan's death and the Wolverine so that's the you know the thing we were talking about and Tyler Thornton says Maybe I was just exhausted with Fox's X-Men films by the time this came out. I don't 
think it's that good. <laughs> kind of boring. Really just like Wolverine fighting a clone of himself. Okay, so I guess people do have a problem with that. That's interesting. I, I can don't... see why people wouldn't like it, but I, I think it's good. I think it's really smart, but that's fine. People, again, people can be wrong. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can say whatever we want, Granny. No one's going to get to us. Yeah. Um, I would like to say it was a weird choice on my part to start this movie at midnight. Because I was up until 2.30 in the morning watching this movie in my living room. <laughs> do you think it was more effective that you waited until you were all drowsy, or do you think it was less effective? Um, I watched this yesterday at about a cool 2 p.m., <laughs> so <laughs> I was very present. I I feel like it was more effective being drowsy, but I also wasn't drowsy enough where I was like falling asleep. This mm. movie definitely kept my attention. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think it would have changed too much if I had watched it at a different time. It was just very interesting being up yeah. at like two thirty in the morning being like, Well that was brutal. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was just like, I'm tired and then I went to sleep. And I guess we do have to make the we have to make the same point that everyone on the internet has always made. Yes, it's a little similar to The Last of Us, I guess, because it's a man with a beard and a little girl. I don't think it's similar. I think that's dumb. It's not similar, but I think Hugh Jackman would have been a perfect Joel. But, I think so, but yeah. Pedro Pascal is Joel. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's if I like really that. weird, but it's like, I, Look, I guess. That is good, but it could be better. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I, I know what it is. Check out our episode on Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> I'm sure we both like it less than we did at the time. Probably. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. It's whatever. It's just a little disinteresting. I think now, like, I don't think about that movie. I haven't thought about it since the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I barely think about it. Okay, well, that's it for us. Next week, we will be talking about Batman and Robin with Noah again. We were probably supposed to talk about that this week, but we figured after talking about four-hour Snyder Cut, we talk about something. Yeah, need a, need a bit of a break. <laughs> from the DC train, but I'm excited to get back on board with another crazy Schumacher thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> excited. Yeah, um, that'll be a lot of fun, because that movie is wild. Yeah, I don't remember a lot, but I think most of the people in my family say that, that is their favorite Batman movie. Well, so. <laughs> I know your family, and that makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I can't wait for that. And then in two weeks, we will be back talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, I'm so glad. One I of my absolute favorite superhero movies. Cannot wait to talk about that. It's one of the few MCU movies that I've watched more than once. <laughs> I've, I watched that many times a year. Yeah, <laughs> I think it. I've seen it at least three times. That's a very comfort movie for me. I turn yeah. that on a lot because it's just very... Very similar it. to the to the first Guardians movie. That's also a very comfort movie. Yeah, I would say that is too. I prefer the second one, but we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll talk. The second all about one that. is is much better than the first one, even though the first one was already great. So yeah, but yeah, it's like a four and a half and a five for me. <laughs> like both of those movies are incredible. Um, okay, well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. You can. Uh, email us at marvelmoviepodgmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at flipdeg. You can find me on Twitter at flipdeg, but the E and is a three. Franny is in a dark, distant future where cell phones have been outlawed, even though Logan does put on little glasses and type on a cell phone for a little bit. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. Yeah, he sure does. Find those limo routes, I guess. If Logan picked you up and was like your Uber driver, would you trust him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. 
he's yeah. he's a very scary looking guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. But don't you think he's a little sweet when he has his glasses on, Franny? Well, he's a little. Yeah, he's it, a little it definitely grandpa. looks funny to have <laughs> the the little glasses. It do, it does look a little ridiculous. Well, Professor but... X does tell him he's like, oh, you look younger with those or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, incredible movie, great movie. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Go watch it. Go wash watch your hands. Well, Stay safe. Yeah, I mean, you know, watch it if you're in a good mood. Quarantine's rough. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, don't wake her yet. Let her sleep another hour. You know, Logan, this was, without a doubt, the most perfect night I've had in a very long time. But I don't deserve it. Do I? I did something. Something unspeakable. I've remembered what happened in Westchester. This is not the first time I've heard people. Until today, I didn't know. You wouldn't tell me. So we just kept on running away from it. I think I finally understand you. <laughs>